All right, it's sales pitch time. You ready for another bold new business venture here on Dead and Lovely? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know I'm an idea man. Yeah, okay. I know that. Now, listen, I paused a little bit because you come often with ideas. Very often you come with Mm -hmm. these ideas. So I would say, yes, you are an idea man. Yes. Correct. I might not always follow through, but I do put the ideas out there. And I think I've just had the best one, especially for people who are here listening to this horror podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be real excited to hear this very awesome idea. Let's go. All right. Now, I know that a lot of our dead and lovely listeners in life. Oh, no. <laughs> they might find themselves maybe getting a little lonely and a little bit randy. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. No, I can see. I can see how that could happen. Now, sure. if only they had a 900 number that they could call and pay for with their Visa debit card to get on the line with the hottest and sultriest Cinnobots from beyond this realm and others <laughs> to have some good sexy pillow talk. If okay. only there's a phone okay. line for them. Right. All right. That's why they need to go and check out chatterbait.com. <laughs> Where they could talk with the Chatterer and the other hot Sternobots and from baked. the Hellraiser universe. Yeah. Hmm. I okay. <laughs> Chatterer bait. Now, I I feel like the only one we really hear talk much is Pinhead. He's so pretty I'm, pretty talky. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of now am interested. Like, what does Butterball sound like? Does he have like a <laughs> deep, sexy voice? <laughs> Or is it like a surprise where you're like, oh, hey, what's oh. up, Butterball? And he's like, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> you get the chatter on the line. It's just a bunch of clicks. It's like, maybe it's Morse code for like, take it out. You know? Is it hard? I got no idea. <laughs> Writing down the dots and dashes frantically on paper with one hand while you're beating it with the other. I don't know how this works. Somebody's into it. Uh, absolutely. Clearly. Otherwise, this number wouldn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Next time you need uh, to explore untold pleasures and pains from angels to some and demons to others, you just check out old Chatterer Bait. In life. (laughs) In life. You were lonely and depressed. (laughs) And you had a penis You called a 900 number and you talked to Butterball and you got off and you paid 275 (laughs) a minute. (laughs) And 499 for each additional minute. (laughs) Yeah, sounds great. I love it. Yeah, all kinds of new ideas here on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with the host with the most, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. On today's episode, we're not going to be talking like this, but we are going to be talking about Return of the Living Deed, Part mm-hmm. 2. Part 2. They returned, and then I guess they went away, and then they returned again. That's but it, true, but it feels like they never left. It really does. It feels like, you yeah. know, they were here with us the whole time. Yeah, they've always been here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. It's like it a is. warm hug. It is. But it's a cold it hug because they're very dead. It's... <laughs> It's a cold hug and your brains get eaten, but it, yeah. it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. 
We're going to get to talking about that one later on. If you want to get straight to the movie chat portion, there's a timestamp for you. But if you got any brains, you'll kick off them socks and shoes, stick around, hang out with your boys. We're going to have ourselves some co-beers and a little bit of a chin wag. You want to crack one open? I do want to crack one on. I just want to. I want to call out what you did there when you said you emphasized brains. Thank you. Zombies like brains. I'm glad you noticed that's what that. Was, that's yeah. what he was going for. It's kind of some on-brand humor, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've got myself a saucy brew works L Lager Amber Mexican style Amber Lager. I think we've had this on the show before, and it comes to me from our good buddy Mr. Roger Dean Miller. He actually gave me this in a while back. Hopefully, it's still good and tasty. Yeah, yeah. I. I'm also uh, drinking something from down south, though the, yours isn't from down south. <laughs> it's from up north, <laughs> to, trying to appear to be down south. Uh, I got this at Belmont Station from our guy, uh, Stephen Byer there, who is, uh, I, I came in and he was like, look what we just got in. And it was Haritos, the Mexican soda what has started making hard sodas dude it's about goddamn time you're talking about those clear fruity sodas that you get yeah. at a taco truck yes absolutely that's that's oh. every time i've had a haritos it's at a taco truck and yeah, every that's time the i'm right like time. this is perfect yeah this is the oh pineapple it is it's five percent and honestly it looks exactly like haritos Oh man, I'm excited! I'm sure for this. that that's glorious, man. And you know the the pineapple is the swinger symbol of DTF, and I'm yeah, sure mm-hmm. that their sodi pop is DTF, is DTF it, as in down to fizzy foam. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, mm, yeah. down to fizz. As I poured it, it did fizzy foam, so it, it is <laughs> yeah. clearly. Oh DTF. man, it's ready! It's ready to get inside you. You know, Ooh. man, that tastes like a fucking Haritos. Like how oh. much uh, how much liquor is in? Is it like four percent or is it like it's five percent? Um, okay, it cool. Yeah, doesn't medium octane. There's really like such a minimal alcohol flavor to it because the you got that strong like pineapple super sugary flavor. I guarantee this has got so much sugar in it. But oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely tastes exactly like what you want from an alcoholic Harito. So way to go, Harito. Now all you need is that in one hand and a goddamn Al Pastor taco in the other hand. And you're going to have a good time. I keep saying Haritos. Is that it? Right? You know what? I wasn't going to question you. Yeah. Because, I mean, it does start with the J. Yeah. So it makes sense. But for some reason, in my, you know, uh, uh, white people hunky brain, I've always said (laughs) Jaritos. Keep them with the jalapenos and the quesadillas, you know? (laughs) I don't know. I I was like really questioning myself. Like, wait a second. I've always assumed that this is is said with uh, Spanish flair. I assume, yeah. But you know what? If it's not, what if they're like, no, no, no. We we sell this to gringos. We call it Jaritos. <laughs> well, somebody in the in the comments let us know. Even if you're out there wearing a pair of them big old baggy blue jean Hinkos, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hinkos. <Them> Hinkos. <laughs> Maybe he's rocking some of them things. Get that dang old iPod Nano at your pocket and let us know. <laughs> if you put an iPod Nano in a Jinko pocket, you, it's gone. You're never going to find it. <laughs> never again, man. Never again. Yeah, so we're both kind of having some some Mexican-style beverages, man. This yeah. Amber-style lager is a delight. It's like 4.4%. Would also go great with a taco. 
so good saucy does great work man yeah they do absolutely and i i do have i do have a beer over here i'm gonna try a little bit later uh but i i really just had to taste this haritos it it is it's so good i mean it's exactly like if you could have this in a taco truck it's probably exactly what i'd go for Mm, get you some god dang refrescos you know what i mean absolutely in your boca get that thing in your boca (laughs) get it in your boca they say. It has been a, a long time since we spoke and recorded an episode. It has been maybe four <laughs> a few hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. A few hours, man. Uh-huh. Uh, since then, I have had myself some incredible chicken euros that my wife made that were so fucking good. That's awesome. Uh, I drank half a bottle of wine and okay, <laughs> watched a, a great episode of Supernatural in which awesome. them Winchester boys had to team up with the ancient witch to fight some witch sisters who were bringing their witch mom back as a damn old zombie. Okay. And all kinds of fun occurred. It's the That's... best show, dude. It's fucking best. It's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, in, be- in between, had a, a job interview. And I got the Look job. Look at you. Did you take that job and did you shove it or did you not shove it? Is that an unshovable well, job? I, I said to them, uh, take this job and shove it my way. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I want it. And they were yeah. like, here, yeah, okay, yeah, take it. So I have like, it. Yeah, cool, cool, thanks. Take take job. <laughs> and I did, it I towards took it. You. Yeah, Thank so, you, you cool. said. <laughs> now, here's the thing I want to know. Before you went to the interview, I hit you up with the best advice ever for acing any job interview, which is Mm -hmm. after you have the job interview, as we all know, you stand up, you shake hands with your interviewer, Uh and you stare them square in the eyes as you piss your pants in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you have completely voided your bladder, you just kind of give them the nod and then head out. It's a move that shows supreme confidence. Any employer is looking for Mm -hmm. that kind of confidence in an employee. And whenever I told you to try that out, your response was, I'm not sure I have the confidence to do that. Right. I don't know that I could just on command... Pee my pants. Well, it just got me thinking of a situation where you're in a job interview and like it goes fine, it goes normal or whatever, and you, you try the move, right? You stand uh-huh. up, you shake the hands, and you go to piss your pants, but you're like too nervous and you just accidentally stand there and shit yourself in front of them. <laughs> the employer is just like, what the fuck? And you get all flustered, and you're like, I'm sorry, I meant to piss my pants instead. And you just maybe grab your butt and run away. That's not an explanation. I meant to piss, meant my, to pants piss my pants instead. instead. Ben told me to. <laughs> what? But yeah. you're already hired at that point. so Oh, you know. absolutely, yeah. No, I, unfortunately, I got your advice a little mixed up, so I just stood up and grabbed his dick. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and he was like, him. you're yeah. hired. So yeah. it worked. That's one it move, worked. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Whatever whatever gets the job done, man. <laughs> well, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So uh, Huzzah, uh, excited man. for that. Man, I uh, I haven't had time to watch anything since last time we recorded other than that episode of, of Supernatural. But I did finish myself a little bookie wookie the other night that I've been working my way through for the oh, past yeah? couple weeks here. It's a uh, it's a book called Eruption, and okay. it is a Van Halen biography with a bunch of interviews and conversations with Eddie and people in his circle, like his brother Alex and David Lee Roth, Michael Anthony, just kind of everybody who's sort of involved in the Van Halen crew. There's all kinds of great 
interviews with them and tales from the road mm-hmm. and uh man it was it was very inspiring it was a really 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 great read it's one of those one of those ones that you can just kind of read a little bit of pick up put down pick up put down because it's uh you know it's not like a novel or anything where you're like what happens next it's like we all know what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> made some sick ass records and yeah hot licks that's what happened yeah absolutely. Uh, really great read man if you're a guitar enthusiast or just a, a music fan and want to know more about the man himself the greatest rock and roll guitar player that ever lived definitely check that out it was in a very enjoyable read oh that's cool man i um of course in the last four hours did not watch anything but Loser. I smartly split up my list earlier, so <laughs> I do have something to talk about. Uh, we watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. How do you like that one? I love it. It's great. I think it's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. I think I need to give it another shot. I think like that first time that I watched it, I was just maybe in the mood for something different, and I was not into it at all. But mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of people I know really, really, really love that flick. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's amazing. Like I, I really enjoy it. I think it's it's an interesting take on hippie exploitation, um, and and the Manson family and stuff. And I yeah, it's all and gosh, I Leonardo DiCaprio is so good in it. So is yeah. Brad Pitt. Like they're Brad like, Pitt's awesome, man. Yeah. I just yeah I think yeah the whole cast is amazing of course Margot Robbie like yeah it just and then like once you get to Spawn Ranch like just pay attention everybody there is like wait who's what oh my gosh why is, oh yeah. she's in this yeah like um but yeah once upon a time in Hollywood great uh watched Blazing Saddles oh dude ten out of fucking two it's the best comedy <laughs> ever still probably the best comedy ever uh you know what you couldn't make it today. You know why? Oh, Gene Wilder's dead. Oh yeah, that's the biggest yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah that would be really hard to yeah, do. Yeah, he's got to right? say lines for the movie to work. So yeah, he'd be way less funny <laughs> in the movie being dead and all. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> we were watching it uh, and talking about the you you know the supposed you couldn't make this today. Of course, uh, and uh, and it was Anna's first watching. Take a drink. Oh, uh-huh. take a drink. <laughs> And we're also we've been watching Always Sunny, and uh, we watched Blazing Saddles, and it was like you can make they currently make this today. Yeah, Sunny's probably worse, and it's on television. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, so like yeah, shut up. As long as it's understood that these are bad, stupid people, you can do that. Now you can't make yeah those kinds of jokes and be like exploitive and terrible and well, superior yeah. about it you can't that's do that exactly what i was gonna say is because people say either. you couldn't make this movie today you know that that person thinks the movie's funny because they're saying the n-word yeah right that person like doesn't know why the movie's funny yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway. that's, a, that's a good way to look at it yeah that's a good point yeah uh, also we watched a fish called wanda I love that movie, dude. And like so few people I know have seen it and what a fucking cast. It's great. I okay, so here's the thing. I I loved it as a kid. Watching it now, it's like pacing's off. But what, what is it? Yeah, what's real off about it is John Cleese. And I'm not just saying this because of his political views. Uh he's he wrote and produced the movie. And cast himself as a guy that Jamie Lee Curtis falls for, 
and it I I'm not convinced by it at all. Hmm. And then uh, Anna and I were talking about it, and it's like. You know what? If Kevin Klein had played the John Cleese role and John Cleese had played the Kevin Klein role, it would have made way more sense. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because every Kevin Klein's time, got it going on. He's great. Yeah. He's great. Kevin Klein's amazing. Anytime Kevin Klein's character has to be an asshole, it's like so unbelievable because it's like it's Kevin Klein. He's charming. Yeah. But if it was John likable. Cleese, you'd be like, yeah, I believe this. You know, that's fair. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. If those yeah. two kind of like role swapped, it would probably yeah. work better, wouldn't it? But it's still, it's still got all sorts of charms and not, whatnot, and I still enjoyed it. Uh, and the, those poor dogs. <laughs> those poor dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also watched The Green Knight, and boy, I loved it. Thought it was great. Did you? Okay. Very much I, I didn't it. like it. I was so bored watching that movie. What did you like about it? Um, It's, uh, it's, like the Arthurian legends, but so? with more of the Celtic mythology. And, and those stories are interesting to me. I like them. Ah, fine. Have it your way then. <laughs> I, there wasn't no cars in it. That's true. I, I did find that disappointing. I thought at some point he'd be like, well, I'm going to get in my car and go there. Yeah, but he weren't, didn't. weren't no Van Halen on a soundtrack neither because they hadn't made Van Halen yet. Yeah, and that you know what that makes the thing more boring automatically because they hadn't made Van Halen yet. Yeah, yeah, because it was a stupider age, <laughs> obviously. Back <laughs> that, in a stupider age, that actually does explain a lot about you because, like, I feel like your love of culture starts in 1978 ish, right? Correct. That's yeah. li- yes, literally. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that makes sense. It checks out. Yeah. yeah, it does. It checks out. Yeah. <laughs> My timeline is PVH. Wait, BVH and AVH. That's my that's my timelines yeah, right there. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, it's a, it's a great selection uh, for when to to really separate timelines. Yeah, exactly. Once Van Halen yeah. came into existence, things got better. Uh-huh. That's right. That's a strong <laughs> marker in my opinion. Well, I'll tell you what, honestly, think about it this way. Things ain't gotten any better since Eddie Van Halen died, either. I ain't seen nothing getting so, no better. Have you? You heard any sick fucking guitar solos I'm just since saying, then? I don't know. You, you're probably right. <laughs> Might be right. Might we also watched a movie called The Devonsville Terror, which I think it was trying to make a feminist message about witches or whatever, but it really just ended up showing a bunch of witches get murdered. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, go witches, die, <laughs> die, go witches, die. Um, but it, I don't know. It, it 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 certainly had uh that guy from Office Space in the cast. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, that's good. We were watching it, and it's like, who who is? That? Oh, it's that that guy who was from corporate who was doing the interviews in Office Space that wasn't John C. McGinley. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it certainly has that. If you're looking for movies with that guy, that's good. It's good to yeah. know. Sometimes I'll look for that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's what that's what we've been watching on. Dude, I'll tell you one more thing that just hit me that I did check out the other oh, night yeah. on the YouTube's. Uh, the newest video from the guy who is making the best music-related content on YouTube, Pat Finnerty. Okay. Pat Finnerty, dude. I'm telling you. You don't have to be like a guitar nerd or anything to enjoy his videos. The guy is goddamn hysterical. He has this series called What Makes This Song Stink. Okay. And it's like simultaneously like a parody of so many other 
really popular, successful YouTube music formats, uh-huh. and then also just absolutely bitingly brutal, hysterical criticism of shitty music. Yeah. God damn okay. it, dude. His newest one is about Try That in a Small Town. It's like <laughs> an hour long, and it is a fucking masterpiece. It's one of the funniest videos I have seen ever on YouTube. But do go back and watch all of his other stuff because there's tons of inside jokes and like people from other videos that come back into conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so watch all of his shit, man. Watch like the Three Doors Down when his Kid Rock ones are fucking hilarious. My God, man. Pat Finnerty is the bomb. His stuff is so good. Wait, and uh, he don't sorry. like ball with the ball? No. <laughs> he, well. he don't like ball with the ball or that song he did with Monster Truck. Well, don't tell me that because I am the bull god over here. <laughs> He's got one on that. Uh, what's that song he did with Monster Truck? Ain't nobody going to tell me how to live or whatever. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to tell me how to live. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, who the fuck is out there telling Kid Rock how to live? Who is it? Who Whoever is there being did. like, Kid, Whoever this is how you did. have to live. <laughs> the man the man grew up rich. I guarantee he's not been told how to live literally oh. once. Dude, so with that kind of thing in mind, you're going to fucking love this Jason Aldean video that he did. It is so funny and just rips it apart from every possible angle about why it's a big piece of shit song. Okay. So fucking good, man. Awesome. Sounds Amazing. great. And I started watching that uh, Summoning Salt video about the uh, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out World oh, yeah. the one that's like two man. hours long. Yes. that whew, Buddy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I watched it a couple weeks ago when it came out, and it's exhaustive. It is. It really goes into depth about the continuing... Uh, change in the the speed runs of Mike Tyson's Punch Out because that game it just keeps going. People just keep Dude. playing it. Well, and the thing is, is when you get in there and you realize that the people that made the game put these mechanics in to where if you punch this guy at the perfect frame, frame like yeah. one sixtieth of a second frame, yeah, then you get like a special star punch and all yeah. this shit. Why the fuck did they engineer this game this way? Why did they put this stuff in there? There's were, no way they thought anybody would find it. I I, I think it's genius. I mean, it's like... amazing. Yeah, to just, like... That they, they keep discovering new routes and new little things that the game does. That if you know how to manipulate it or you know exactly when to punch or whatever, uh, you can do things somehow faster than everybody else. It's, it's, it's wild. insane. Yeah. And dude, they were like programming games this deeply on an 8-bit system. I mean, the entire file for that game could fit on like a grain of rice. Probably less oh, than sure. a fucking yeah, yeah, like a damn grain of dust is more like it these oh, yeah, days. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But then we have these multi-billion dollar gaming studios putting out fucking unfinished games with glitches and all this garbage in them now. Come on, man. Things used to be better back when I was a kid. That's well, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Ev- oh, wait, excuse me. Everything was better when I used to be a kid. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. I, I think it's because the games are just way more complicated now. That's, Boy, howdy. Yeah, if you were to play like a, a UFC game thinking like, oh, I'm going to fr- get a frame perfect punch. It's like, well, 
the game is different every single time somebody plays it. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> it's not know, really there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally awesome, though. That guy knows how to tell a story. I don't know how this yeah. guy, Summoning Salt, puts together these stories about these gaming records. Like, shit that I do not care about. I do not care about speed right. runs. I don't watch them. I never attempt them. I don't care. But it's really just about videos. how... Dude. Because <laughs> yeah. it's really just about how people are so exhaustive about trying to exploit every possible thing in a game. Yeah. That's what's interesting to me about it is people's Absolutely. angles about going around what is the most efficient way to do this. Yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, the guy could probably make the same kind of videos about anti-lock breaks and they'd be just as good. You <laughs> Absolutely. Know? He could. I, I think the the reason why he's uh, so perfect for the speedrunning community is because he's a speedrunner himself and he, he held the, the Tyson's punch-out record and stuff. So, like, it it is... You know, he knows all these people, and, and it's great. It's like he's not only compiling history, but he's, he's reporting. He's doing current stuff, and I, I love that. Like, Yeah, I I wish I was capable of putting together a story and a line in a way that keeps people on, like, edge the whole time the way he does. But Oh, he does great. it, man. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. Good stuff, man. So, yeah, just been watching a few good YouTube things here lately, reading a good book. Hopefully, over the next week or so, I'll have time to watch some movies, man. Kate and I were talking about now that we're in January, we're done with all of our holiday movies, and we actually have, it looks like a few nights free on the calendar this month. It's like, man, we need to get back to watching like a new movie every week. We used uh-huh. to do our like Mondays where we'd watch like a documentary on a Monday yeah. night. We uh-huh. need to get back into that. So, trying to set some some watching goals for ourselves. Oh, that's here. cool. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get into some of that stuff. But you know what? I got to talk about now. Tell me, dead kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, we'll be very solemn then, as we'll be talking about dead kids. Yeah, probably yeah. should be really solemn as we enter the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. That sounds very solemn. Now, we're being super <laughs> solemn here, because this yeah. new movie, Return of a Living Dead Part 2, it features dead a damn old kids. bully kid that uh-huh. gets deaded. He, he does. undeaded, even. Yeah. And it's, this is a rare thing, when a movie unflinchingly kills a child, and it's not like the the thing that breaks everyone. Like, you know? Pet Cemetery just, style. Yeah. So... It's so wild that we've actually talked about it before. It's true. Much like how this movie <laughs> yes. is a sequel, this preview palace is a sequel. It is a sequel. To a list that we did on our Doctor Sleep episode oh, way gosh. back in the day. Brutal. Uh, Brutal. In which we talked about the deadest kids, but yeah. we didn't we didn't get to all of them. We There's didn't. a lot of kids we out didn't. there that have just been dead as fuck for years <laughs> in some cases, and we didn't yeah. give them no attention. It's disgrace. true. It's true, and these movies that go there, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's a little more solemn of of an experience, and sometimes it's a more victorious time. And I I want to talk about yeah that victorious moment that is on our list, and that is in Megan when Megan kills that bully kid, <laughs> and I <laughs> legit in the theater went yes yeah. <laughs> 
It doesn't seem like that was supposed to be like a heel turn for Megan. No, huh. I don't think so. I think it really was meant to be just like, you know how we all want this little shitty kid to go. Kid sucks, right? Yeah. And Megan's like, he sucks, right? Okay, I'll dead him. Yep. I think she does. That one is like, you know, it's a real rare occurrence because I think we talked about in the first one, like the Toxic Avenger, maybe, or. Uh, Bad taste, on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Salt on Precinct 13, where Salt on Precinct 13, of course, has consequences. But others where uh, a child gets killed and it's like played as a joke. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that doesn't really sit well with me. But for some reason, in Megan, it's not, it's not played as a joke. It's played as like a victorious moment. It's played as like, yay! <laughs> yeah, this kid's out of the picture. He was he a jerk. absolutely is, yeah. And he gets deaded pretty bad. He does. I mean, I think in some ways it's because it's an accident in a little bit of a way. Like, she chases him, he falls down the hill, and then he gets hit by that car. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of still like, well, Megan didn't technically do it, but she did rip his ear off. So, yeah, that's brutal. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Good effect, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, pretty solid one. We've had, actually, just in the past few years, we've we've had several i mean we had the black phone which oh yeah yeah definitely lots of dead kids in that thing man and they just be getting on that dead kid phone shake it for the dead kid phone you know shake it for the dead kid yeah oh no (laughs) what's that mean i don't know what that means i don't either but it's wild that's for sure i'm not sure man (laughs) Man, these kids be dying, and they can't get off that telephone. They ought to go out there in the yard and play some, is what I say. Yeah, huh? I, I would agree with that. <laughs> that though that is, what got, that is what got them kidnapped in the first place. I'm trying to use the internet. Get off the phone. Oh, no. <laughs> they didn't have the internet yet. But yeah, it was old-timey internet. Those, those black phone kids, it's, that's a real sad story. But it is. let's go back. Let's go, let's go back on the upswing. Nope. Nope. And nope. Those two kids that get killed. I mean, they're the villains, right? Are we sad about it? Because, uh, like, you know, we do find out, oh, we should feel bad for these people. But then also it's like, mm, but they were trying to hurt these other people. And they were. You know, like so, it was one kid or the other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a gray area with those, you know. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you know, Nope, of course, makes it a, a big moment. These are big moments when that happens. What so a cool it's movie. A, yeah, it is. It is a cool movie. There's another movie, however, <laughs> that makes it a little bit sillier and less of a big moment. Maximum Overdrive. Well, I mean, that's the entire movie, though, right? Right. It's less of a moment and a bit sillier. There's a whole bunch of kids that get killed in the beginning, but one kid in particular (laughs) gets run over by a steamroller. He sure does, man. Now, that would be... Boy, that'd be a way to go, wouldn't it? This, I mean, that's just like pure cocaine Stephen King decision. Oh, yeah. And and that's not even like a a guesstimate on what was happening. Stephen Mm -hmm. King has said about that movie, he was on cocaine the entire time he was making it. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't remember making the movie. Right. (laughs) That's a lot of blow. Like, seriously, like, who in their mind goes, all right, 
opening we're gonna have a bunch of wacky montages of people getting killed you know a kid gets run over by a steamroller what (laughs) fun stuff what what (laughs) damn steve slow down (laughs) for real (laughs) yeah man old school stephen king he went hard he really did but i think cocaine will make you do that cocaine will make a person do that that is for fucking sure ain't no joke woof yeah man that was that was a trip though what a movie what a stupid ass acdc fueled movie it's great (laughs) it is we gotta do it sometime on the show i can't believe we haven't gotten to it yet um that's a winner another where it's it's a a sad occurrence of course when the kids go evil dead rise oh yeah that's right yeah i got some dead kids recently in that yeah it just came out they're saying you can't dead kids no more because woke they went and showed them (laughs) cancel that Wow. You can totally dead kids. Woke yeah. can't stop you. Woke can't stop them from uh, dead kids. <laughs> Jesus. I wish they could. <laughs> I wish they could. <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise, though. Yeah, we just had just had that out last year. And yeah, the, the two older kids, unfortunately, get evil deaded. Man. I mean, I bet that was fun as an actor, though, to get to be... Uh, de- probably know, yeah demoned. they probably had a, a good time yeah. doing that yeah they got yeah. some cool makeups and got to be real real nasty and body like i suppose yeah make a mess out of that house you know it's probably a pretty good time we got another real sad one here and i don't know if you've seen hmm. the spanish film the orphanage i have not seen el oh. orphanage no well i don't want to spoil it for you we should do mm. that on the show but I'll Somebody tell you, deaded real bad, huh? There are children who uh, cease to be alive. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I may have mentioned uh, Devil's Backbone in the first list. I'm not sure if I did. I don't think so. But that's, I've not that's seen that one either. One. Yeah. Who did that movie? That's uh. That's uh, Del Toro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's somebody really cool. Okay. Yeah, we should. Del Toro, man. It. He's no stranger to killing some kids. He's not. He does it in uh, Pan's Labyrinth too. <laughs> like. Ooh, yeah, he does. Yeah. But he, he makes sure it does. meaningful. That's the thing I think is like for him. It's always like like it's either like devastating that this occurred or like the the event itself is meaningful hell i think they ought to start calling him benicio del toro's kids apart you know what i mean you know what i mean toro's kids up i do know what you mean (laughs) all right i got i got two more and uh one is just a classic that i we had completely forgotten about but going all the way back to the original Frankenstein, Ooh. the original Universal Frankenstein, that is. Uh, he th- he throws a little girl into a pond and she drowns. I mean, he damn near Samaras her, doesn't he? he oh no, he's damn how near Samaras her. I think that I think he made a Samara. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we need uh, uh, Samara versus Frankenstein. Uh, obviously, we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hadn't thought about it, but yes. Oh my gosh, wait a second. Her hair's all wet and down. What if we put it up and back? Do you think she'd have a big white streak on the side? She could be, man. She could Is she be the bride, bride? of Frankenstein. The child bride of Frankenstein? Oh, oh no. Oh no. I think no. you proposed that on another episode, is the problem with that. <laughs> I think you did actually talk about the child bride of Frankenstein already. I, I, oh no. Full of bad ideas on the show. Just full of bad ideas. <laughs> Terrible. 
<laughs> but terrible. Listen, Ben, I don't want to end a list of dead kids on a down note. So I'm gonna say Rob Zombie's Halloween is our final guy. Ooh. Oh well, I got a couple more to go. But oh, yeah, that okay, is definitely good. one that features some some very dead kiddage, does it not? Oh my gosh. When he kills that bully, it is simultaneously like so brutal and also just like the it is brutal, a cathartic yeah. moment for him, which is scary, yeah. you know? Like he's really yeah. uh that is uh, but again like that's what i'm saying is like you know toxic avenger shows a kid get like run over and then they back up over him and run over him again and like then like peel out tires on him and stuff it's like rob zombie you can say what you want about him but he made that moment really effective in storytelling at the very least he was trying to do something with it yeah, that is true, man. It is a it is a harrowing and effective moment. And I bet after they quit filming, they asked Rob, "Is that the take you want?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> but it was like more mournful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, single tear. And he had on a cowboy hat. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. How are you going to direct with that cowboy hat on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man, that is a that is a hard one. You're right. Yeah. Man. We also, you know what, in a dang old Halloween end, that horrible oh, piece of man. shit movie that came out recently. Yeah. Kid gets damn splattered at the first Ooh. of that, doesn't he? So brutal. So brutal. Like and that I, kid was a dick. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things where like um I feel like maybe you include that because you make people feel like, oh, that kid's a dick, but then when he dies, they feel bad, you know? Yeah, mixed uh, emotions. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 a real, like, tough scene, but also it caught me off, like, caught me by surprise, and I definitely, like, went, huh, what happened? <laughs> like, it yeah. definitely like, oh, enlisted oh, a laugh, like, what? <laughs> Oh no! He ended up pretty damn dead. That's for sure. He re- he really did. That child, no longer alive. Not walking mm. around. Not talking. Not saying stuff. But hey, I got one more here. I want to end with oh, that. God. Let's hear it. It's not just a single dead kids. It mm-hmm. is. It's a literal army of children that get unalived. Oh and no! They get unalived by men women, other children, trees, uh, we folk, oh, okay. wizards, what? everybody be killing fucking kids. Everybody okay. be murdering the fuck out of these little baby kid what is orcs this? from the damn old Lord of the Rings series. What? Now think about this. Think okay. about this, man. Them orcs, a lot of them's yet but just a few days old. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Them Urukai. I mean, you know, uh-huh. they they, yeah, they yeah, come they out were... the ground in them little little uh-huh. uh, them nasty old Ziploc bags or whatever they put them in. <laughs> yeah. They come right out of that sack, and they're just babies, and it's like, they here, are. kid, go fight. <laughs> and we're just cheering them on as they get killed. Yeah. Exactly. I wow. mean, like the thing is, is we're we're watching there with the uh, the people in Rohan. Uh-huh. And they're suiting up their little kids in chain mail and armor and, and helmets and giving them uh-huh. swords and all this stuff. And we're like, oh, my God, the horror. They're sending these six-year-old kids to war. Right. Well, yeah, they're out there fighting damn two-week-olds, though. 
That's horrible. Those kids are monsters. <laughs> those, are, those are Uru kids. That ain't Uru Kimes. Uru kids. <laughs> I love the idea of like an animated series called Uru Kids. It's like Uru the, Kids would be adorable. Yeah, what do Uru Kai get up to when they're not, you know, going after hobbitses or whatever? Dude, I'm totally imagining this where like just like in uh <laughs> just like in in Muppet Babies, they talk to like Saruman, but it's just like his like shins and his robe. Like you never uh-huh. actually get to see him, but he's talking to the Uru kids and stuff. Yeah. In a little mud nursery, you know? Yeah. That sounds really cute, honestly. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> but then those fucking Rohan, you know, children come in there and just massacre the shit out of them, I guess. I think it's fair. They did show up in armor with weapons. It's like, come on, you know. You They're may be two salty. weeks They're old, but salty. you weren't born yesterday. Yeah, hey. Well, some of them might have been. So, Some okay, the ones that were born been, yesterday, yeah. I feel bad for. But the ones that okay. were born two days ago, they should have figured it out by now. Wow, man. So you're you're into them real late-term abortions, what you're saying. <laughs> when liberal. It comes, when it comes uh, to Urukai, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> tell me you're liberal without telling me you're liberal. You're all right with two-day-old Urukai getting killed. All right. Ain't a life to you. I see how it is. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, listen, I, I until I heard it, like said back to me i didn't realize how wrong i was okay you've heard the error of your ways now you've changed huh? Uh, yeah i would at least wait till day three okay all right yeah, let them uru kids live another day you say uh-huh. yeah one day they get like told what's up the second day they get to think about it and the third day if you haven't made your decision yeah it's not too late mm-hmm. i really wish we would have gotten old sour man being like behold my army of uru kids <laughs> they all like I, I scream over a hilltop little kid noises yeah. <laughs> I wish instead of sounding all like rawr they were like yeah we're gonna get you <laughs> they're just little babies <laughs> little babies that's what they could Come say on. we're just little babies we're just babies <laughs> they'd say it I need a scene of a, of an Urukai just like, Daddy, hold me to Saruman. <laughs> oh, man. I hope you've seen the ones where people are just dubbed over like normal people voices yes, on the Yes, I have, right? of course, seen that. Those are hilarious. <laughs> What's that smell? Man flesh. Man flesh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Never ending sources of joy, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Right. Never I, ending. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we, we watched the first one around the turn of the year. We, we still have to get back to the trilogy because I can't just start it and not finish it. Well, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, impossible. Yep, that's right, man. That's right. Good stuff. Well, maybe we miss your favorite dead kid. Maybe there's kids out there that are deader and you want to talk to us about them. Uh, you can let us know about them over on our Facebook group. I advise wording that very carefully, lest you yeah. get removed from Facebook. Yeah, because, you know, the thing that we're talking about isn't a pleasant thing when it's about real people. Yeah. It's not a pleasant thing when it's about, about characters most of the time movies. either. <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe if you tell us about it, be tasteful like we are. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, yeah. do, do better than us. <laughs> yeah. How about be better than us? That's a good start. <laughs> If you want to tell us, first, be better than us about it. Uh-huh. And then, you know? off you go. Yeah, off to the races. 
Well, Steve, we are here today to be talking about one Dead Kid Having movie. We're talking about a return of The Living Deed, uh-huh. part two from 1988, I believe. Uh-huh, 1988. I watched this for a first time just last night. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I wow. love the original. We did it on the show a while back. Uh-huh. Um, do you want a party? Yes, I fucking do. Absolutely. That is one of my Great. favorite 80s flicks, one of my favorite zombie movies. Just so much iconic silliness and shenanigans and cool-ass makeup and gore in that movie. That's an unforgettable one. And I hadn't really heard a lot of people talk about part two. And the, the movie poster for it is like Fright Night as all hell. Yeah, it really so is. So <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect out of this one, but dude, I'm happy to say I had a great time. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's one of these movies that it has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Come on. Wait, uh, five? Five. Which. Out of 100? Yeah. Uh huh. Which no. is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait, what? Like, how is that possible? And I also grew up thinking it was bad because I didn't watch it and I was told it was bad. Then later, as an adult, I watched it and I was like, eh. Then we watched it kind of recently on the Jack of All Graves watch along. And it was the perfect environment and the perfect moment for me to realize like, oh, this is like a horror comedy version of the first one essentially which has really fun effects a lot of goofy moments and a lot of silly characters i i don't know i'm having a good time seems yeah. pretty good what's to complain about man like i was well there's something telling you on the phone well, there's a few things but like yeah. i was telling you on the phone earlier man if you have a friday night where you've got a large pepperoni pizza and you've got a case of miller high life and you have the original and then this and you're like you know already maybe four beers in when you start this you're gonna have a fucking great night oh that is an awesome fun 80s zombie double feature right there yeah this is definitely one to throw on at a party when everybody's just drinking because you look over what the hell is happening this is yeah the story doesn't really matter like no yeah there's there's a bunch of characters but it's Uh, like ultimately they're just kind of running from place to place avoiding the zombies and yeah. then figuring out a way to kill the zombies and that's I mean, yeah. basically it the story is simply that the town was evacuated but this suburb is in the midst of being built so i guess they didn't get up there i guess but, who cares <laughs> but it i mean that's clearly not exactly what happened but then our group of people who end up together about you know 20 minutes in they are uh both trying to escape the zombies and then when they meet the army guys, the army guys think they're zombies, so now they're trying to escape the army guys. Uh, that's yeah. the story. <laughs> like, there's that's not, basically like, it. Yeah, there, there's not like a ton going on as far as like plot moving forward, but every scene has great gags, great like effects. You know, a lot of like silly jokes and uh, you know campy slapstick stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I I I definitely am not mad at it. I mean, that describes the first one in a lot of ways, too. The oh, yeah, first one absolutely. is not exactly like a fucking Coen Brothers movie or something. It's, it's not full it is, of it twists is tighter. and turns. It's much tighter, that first one. It, it, mm-hmm. it is definitely... It, it was made with intention, because this uh, this was written by uh, and directed by Ken Wiederhorn. I'm going to say Wiederhorn. Or Wiederhorn. Ken Wiederhorn. Oh, Wiederhorn. that's more fun. Oh. Um, 
So Ken V. DeHaan sat down and wrote a <laughs> script that was not Return of the Living Dead Part 2. And then they were like, hey, we're going to buy this, but we're turning it into Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Do you want to direct it? And he said, okay. But then apparently, really? <laughs> then apparently on set, everybody got the uh, idea that he clearly did not want to be making this movie. So, so yeah. wait, how did this guy write this movie when it starts off with these, yeah, barrels of government control? He didn't, control yeah, he didn't write shit. that. That stuff was all rewrites when they decided to oh, make it. Return I of the Living see. Dead Part 2, yeah. So, so maybe he had like written yeah. a movie where some people are running from zombies in a suburb or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, let's just make this a sequel." Well, here's the thing: like, I have not seen any other Ken Wiederhorn movies, but then when I was looking through his um, filmography, his like directorial debut is about some uh, uh, aquatic Nazi zombies in a shipwreck. What? He's got a movie uh, starring Jennifer Jason Lee and with effects by Tom Savini. Okay. And, uh, he also has a, a haunted uh, skyscraper movie. Like, <laughs> I want to see these movies. Like, reading yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And knowing that, like, apparently he's not having a good time making this movie. Well, he still ended up well made. Like, you know, he, it's weird because, like, there's certain movies that you you watch and you learn about, and you're like, oh, yeah, people were clearly having a bad time. Like, you right. watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you uh-huh. know that was not a blast being on that Absolutely. set. And then <laughs> you read about it, and it's like, oh, it was actually hell on earth filming uh-huh. that movie. And you're like, yeah, that checks out. Uh-huh. This is not one of those movies that I would no. predict people were unhappy about being on the set of. It looks and feels to me like everybody was having themselves a good time and enjoying I, themselves in this movie. I think most people were. I think uh, Ken, Ken Viterhorn just didn't want to be making this movie, which probably didn't help his career uh, making this movie, especially with the reception that it got. Um, but also um, one of the returning actors, oh gosh, which, which was his name? Tom Matthews. He said that the best thing about this movie was the catering. Uh, hmm. but I mean, maybe the catering was exceptional. Like, what do we say, not know? Maybe there's some context there where he's like, it was so good. The movie's yeah. great, but the catering. <laughs> yeah, it was actually unbelievable, yeah. man. They were like custom making sushi rolls in front of you. They had a, a vindaloo curry on tap. This like, sounds great. What do we on know? tap. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh-huh. pull it. Pull the That's tap. Right. Get some vindaloo. Yeah, I, I I think, though, it's clear that a lot of people were having fun making this movie because it comes across in so many of the scenes. I yeah, think, totally. uh, you know, putting James Karen and Tom Matthews back together from the first movie is obviously silly. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. And to have they're them, not the same characters. No. And to have them basically say some of the same lines and stuff. Yeah. And even, like, make a, like nod to us like we've been through this before <laughs> like yeah i feel like we've done this before yeah. it's like a dream <laughs> uh, oh weird but dude they were so much fun in the first were. movie like their interactions together were so good and they're just so obviously great on camera and like a uh, funny you know ernie and bert kind of duo on screen together that it was fun but confusing to have them back you know you're yeah. watching this movie that isn't necessarily all that connected to the first one and you have those same faces on screen as a, their own little duo and you're like wait so did they survive wait no they have different names and they're doing a different job and they're grave robbers and shit although ethical grave robbers 
They They got to be interred skulls. Yeah, that's when it gets good. I think that, um, well, I mean, it's an alternate universe. It's not even a sequel. This is a completely alternate universe where these two guys, uh, like, somehow genetically still exist, but came up in different circumstances, and the tar man looks different, but trioxin 245 still exists yeah like it's 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 very much like what if we wrote that first movie differently you know in that way it's very much like an evil dead 2 style sequel like uh evil dead 2 is i mean it's incredible and it's one of my favorites uh it's also massively confusing where you're like wait this is ash played by the same guy that played ash before but he's acting completely differently and yet, a lot of the same stuff that happened in the first movie is happening here, only it's better and funnier and just kind of told in a different way. Like, Evil Dead 2 is a really confusing sequel. It is. Uh, and, yeah. and I love it. Like, I, I don't yeah, really give a shit that it doesn't necessarily make sense. And I don't really care a, about this necessarily connecting with the first movie either. Although there are a few characters that do time together. The, uh, the army general guy is the same dude with the same yeah. name. That, so that gets extra That makes confusing. it make less sense. Yeah, I know, right? Like having <laughs> continuity actually makes this dumber. It does. It really does. Yeah, I I, I wonder about that decision, and I, I assume that it, it just comes from like purchasing a script that isn't a Return of the Living Dead script and then being like, well, let's just throw all the elements from the first one in to this story and see how it works. Yeah, people will feel like it connects with the other one. Who gives a shit? They'll right, buy a ticket. Yeah. They love the first one. So, yeah. let's so go there's with a, it, you know? There's a lot of like laziness to it. That that like it's entirely understandable why somebody would say, "Well, I don't like that." But mm-hmm. watch the movie. Just take the movie on its own. You know, don't even consider the first movie. Just take this movie on its own. It's fun. It, yeah, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, the story is not solid, or it's not like great. The characters are all a little bit uh, silly, but you know, you can. The thing is, you're gonna see them die a lot, so like, yeah. you, not really connecting to them is just like, oh, okay, like, because the gag is that people are dying, like, and this movie is taking that as a gag, like, so much in this is supposed to be funny in a slapstick way like that scene in the yeah. car when they're fighting with the hand oh yeah the 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 like disembodied hands yeah yeah it's, it's ridiculous great. yeah but it, yeah like there, there's just like so many moments where it's like they didn't have a story here but they thought of a good gag no. and that's cool and you know what this movie really ultimately feels like as a result of all that what's that it feels like a movie, a fake movie that's appearing in another movie. Yes. Like, uh-huh. this would be a, in some <laughs> other, like, I don't know, like a John Hughes movie where right. the kid brother that's being babysat really wants to watch Zombie Brain Eaters Part 3. Yes. And it would be showing this every time this. it's on TV. Uh-huh. And you'd be going, man, I want to watch that movie. Yeah. Well, you get to watch it now. Yes, you get to watch it now. And you get to realize, like, why it was in the background of another movie. But also... It's fun. I it's mean, totally fun, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like 80s as fuck. Like, you're following yes. a kid as the main character, our kid Jesse here, 
who starts off getting all bullied by some 80s-style bullies that are, uh-huh. I think, 34 and 35 years old. Yeah. Trying to get him in their little club, and he's got his 80s-ass comic books and shit, and he's watching his, I think, sister do some 80s-ass aerobics. Yeah, it's his sister. Uh-huh. Yep, she's doing some 80s-ass aerobics. That aerobic tape, of course, will come back later to fascinate some zombies, which is Oh, funny. I love that. That yeah. was so stupid, man. And then you got that, yeah, dope-smoking army truck driver that... <laughs> Let's lose some barrels of toxic waste. Like it's just eighties as fuck. Stupid. The joint man. he's smoking is so eighties. Yes, like, yeah, that if, is an eighties fucking spliff for sure. Yeah, if you're listening under the sound of my voice and you have never <laughs> smoked weed from somebody from the seventies or eighties and had them roll a joint, that's it. It's gonna look like that. It's gonna look like a gnarled twig with way too little weed in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably also not going to get you high. Even not at all. Not even kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's just silly 80s goodness. And in that way, it kind of reminded me a lot of like Nine of the Comet. It's not as good as oh, Nine of okay. the Comet. I really oh, yeah. enjoyed that movie. Great. But in the same way that that movie is just kind of a prototypical... 80s zombie movie it's kind of everything you want out of an 80s zombie horror movie Mm -hmm. this has kind of a similar vibe with maybe a little bit of like monster squad thrown in since we got the kid as the main character yeah and that that like this is a kidified version of the first one as well like there's not yeah there are no boobs Mm -mm. there's no trash in here yeah there's not a ton of cursing but you're still gonna get a lot of like you know, jaws getting ripped off and faces getting mushed into like green goo. But that's also it's more kid friendly because it's not blood, you know? Yeah. 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 Like all the, the zombie gore and stuff is pretty goopy and like Nickelodeon ish. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. with like green and blue goop blood. It's never, I mean, it's like graphic, but it's not like shocking in any way. Right. Uh, in some way that would like scar a kid, I don't think. Yeah, like it's all very fun, goofy zombie gore in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, you know, we've talked about it kind of recently with like, um, you know, Ernest Scared Stupid and stuff like that. Late yes. 80s, early 90s period was just a period where they were kind of leaning horror stuff towards kids because... It wasn't doing as well in the theaters, and they saw that their audience on video was largely kids. So, like, you're gonna you're gonna end up making your money. Um, so you put a kid in as your main lead. We talked about this with the um, uh, Critters episode. Uh, just have a kid as the lead, so that the kids watching can have someone to identify with, and then you know you have all your goop and your goos, but you don't get to throw in nudity. Yeah. Right. It it is kind of kid-friendly in that way. It doesn't feel like a kid's movie, but you're right. It kind of does feel like that 80s, yeah, Yeah. whatever. The kids will watch it kind of thing, right? Yeah, the 80s idea of a kid's movie. (laughs) These these parents of latchkey children who are like, what are kids like? I don't know, like uh, squelchy things. uh. Dead people. Dead people, I think. (laughs) Heavy metal. They put some anthrax on the soundtrack. Listen, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. (laughs) Soundtrack in this kicks ass, It does. It's great. 
It's awesome. It's got anthrax in there. It's got bad case of loving you. Like uh-huh. there's some fun ass shit in here that Absolutely. that was a blast. Apparently the original soundtrack was like god awful, and they replaced yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, luckily, because um, like yeah, the 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 songs in this I think fit exactly. Like when bad case of loving you starts playing, I really did. It hit my brain. Like how did they afford this? Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> totally right. But apparently, the theatrical version that was released had a different soundtrack, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's the word on that, man. And there's a lot of humor in this as well. Like, I think this one might be more overtly funny than the original. Like, yeah. the original has some stuff in it that is definitely yes. hilarious, but I think it's like drier humor. But this is. is a little bit more, I don't know, upfront and slapsticky at yeah. times. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's really like trying to make you laugh. You know, you got what it you worked. did. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, James James Karen and, and uh, Tom Matthews in the first one, as you said, it is a lot of dry humor, and they're carrying over their their like banter, so they mm-hmm. still have a lot of dry stuff going on. Where like you know. Uh, two of the things that, like, when he's trying to convince him to be a grave robber with him or whatever, he says two things that are just so funny as these, like, really dry responses. He says, in talking about trying to uh, get a skull, he says, it'd be dishonest for us to give them skulls that weren't buried. Exactly. Yeah, there's some integrity in what they yeah, do, right? You don't want to be dishonest when you're grave robbing. And also, yeah. when he runs uh, Jesse out of the mausoleum, he says, them kids, they have no respect for the dead. Makes yeah. you sick, doesn't it? <laughs> I loved whenever that one zombie was on the phone with the kid trying to fool him into coming back to the hospital. And then yeah. our doctor oh. gets on the phone with him. He's like, you're getting punked, kid. He's like, tell me who the president is. And the zombie's like, you can see the zombie's thinking about it. And he's like, uh-huh. Harry Truman? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just some stupid-ass shit like that in here that, that did crack me up. It was some yeah. pretty effective laughs in here. I don't think anything was, like, reaching or trying too hard. It all had a pretty good effect on me. Yeah, and and also, like... You know, uh, even though we've seen this before, the James, uh, you know, uh, uh, James Karen and Tom Matthews in the the hospital, like changing in the first yeah. one, it's like sad. It kind of is. In yeah. this one, like the doctor comes in and he's like checking uh, the the older man's reflexes. Ed in this yeah. movie, and it's just like so silly, like. <laughs> That do- the doctor's also great too. Like he's fantastic. He's so much more like a vaudeville performer. Dude, I it's love great. at the end of the movie as they're walking off. He's like, "How about we get a cocktail?" He's like, "Kid, you ever had a Shirley Temple? You ever had a purple knee high? You ever seen a grown man drunk?" <laughs> like, <Yes>. what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that feels like it's clearly a reference to the airplane joke, right? You ever it had to drunk, be right. Ever seen a grown man naked? Yeah. yeah, I love too, dude. That after our man Joey turns over and he's uh, he's going after his girlfriend, who is I'm pretty sure is the singer of Paramore, right? Is that girl <laughs> Haley Williams? She does look like her. Yeah, pretty sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like. Baby, your brain smells so good. It's so rich and spicy. <laughs> but he says so, it like that. Like he, he does. Says it. It's really like such weird. a whiny tone to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like the idea of brains being rich and spicy. I. You know what? I'll never <laughs> like, know. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> 
for all I know, perhaps they are. Yeah. He's like following around. He's just like, ooh, like all those dumb little groans and stuff that he uh-huh. does. It's so goofy, man. Dude, it I, is. It, it's fucked up, but I laughed so hard when it got to that part where they drive by that pet store and the zombies are just mauling a pet store. <laughs> like, that's one of those things yeah. I never thought about. Like, man, what would happen if zombies got in a pet store? It wouldn't be There's good. Like it wouldn't be good. Dogs and cats and birds. And they're just eating an entire pet store. Yeah. It's so bad. I think, like, honestly. This toes like it, it, it walks a very interesting line of like, you know, sometimes watching like a trauma movie to me, it's just like this is just like being ridiculous and offensive for ridiculous and offensive sake, right? This, right. you know, I don't want to see a pet store ravaged by zombies. Is it funny when it happens in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I mean, they don't they don't show you anything. Exactly, like, it's not like they do it well. Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. three, uh, right? Right. <laughs> it's the total opposite of that. <laughs> yes, that's right. This movie, Return of the Living Dead two, more sensitively handles animal slaughter than Guardians three. How wow. about that? Put that How in your pipe that? and smoke it, Disney. <laughs> that is but fucked yeah. up, though. That's a Disney movie. Yeah, that's a Disney movie, and this one. Uh, you know, is is obviously much better for the children, is what I'm saying. Clearly, yes. Uh, huh. I I think there's just so the the effects in this, like, uh, not awesome. to say they're better than the first one. I think the first one has great horror effects. Hell yeah, that have some different. silliness. This yeah. is silly Muppety horror effects, and I like it. That first like Tar Man that we see that like uh-huh. you said is is very much like an alternate reality alternate you know yeah. version of the Tar Man that we saw in the first one. He is very Muppety and kind of mm-hmm. has some googly eyes and yeah. some more hokey looking teeth. Like it's a great effect, but I don't feel like it would like terrify kids. You yeah, know? yeah, but it looks I agree. Fucking sick! It looks fantastic. Yeah, and I I also wonder, and I, I just have to assume. The uh, half zombie that had to have been played by uh, an HT, right? Like, surely, it, it, yeah, yeah. Because I, they, I mean, they would have had blue screen technology at this point, but I don't know they would have used it. It doesn't on this. look like yeah, it is, it looks, man. Yeah, and I loved that effect when he gets shot in half and like the yeah. legs keep walking and just the torso is all squirming around. It's I had so a question cool. about that. Like, I understand how they found the actor that had lost his legs. How'd they find the actor that lost his upper half? Well, here's the thing. You know how okay. you talk to people and they're like, well. We're not related. He's my half-brother. Oh, okay. They found okay. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they found one. They found a half-brother. Gotcha. His bottom, bottom half-brother. <laughs> bottom half-brother. He's my bottom half-brother. He just legs. <laughs> he don't talk much. He just legs. I love it. He's quiet. <laughs> but yeah, that effect is awesome. The walking legs effect looks great. Like him, you know, walking on his arms. I was wondering if they were doing some wire work. Or if that was just like all muscle, oh, that, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, that was a cool way around that though. That was definitely cool. I love the the lady zombie that has the worms coming out of her yeah, face. Yeah, they looks like poke out, sick. <laughs> which is ridiculous, but it looks cool. 
it's like kind of Medusa-y yeah, in a way, you know, almost Gorgon-esque. But that effect is cool, and she comes back a few times. There's also just like the the severed head zombie that talks that reminds yeah, me very uh, much of the I can feel myself rot zombie right. from the first one. Looks very yeah, similar. Yeah, the look is very similar, but this one instead of having like this like conversation that makes you fear the the rotting of death, she's just like, "Hey y'all, don't burn me with a flamethrower." Why is she so southern? <laughs> she's like know. trashy. I don't get it. So I love it though. Gave her the most like backwoods southern accent. <laughs> it's fantastic, and there's like a couple couple different zombies in this that get their skin like blown off or like yeah. steamed off uh-huh. or burnt off. The the half the guy the guy that that got blown in half. That's how he gets killed. Is yeah. steamed straight in the face. Well, I guess it didn't even kill him. It just burns his face off. Yeah. Damn. What a what a life. What a afterlife, man. This guy dies, <laughs> For comes <real>? back, gets <laughs> blown in half. Plum he just does a handstand. Some lunch, like, come on. Yeah, really. Give a guy something to eat here, and then gets his damn face steam clean. Ugh, it looks awesome. All those effects where like skin gets burnt off look really, really effective. Same with yeah. the severed head lady at the end of the movie. She gets blowtorched, and yeah, that looks fucking sick. I love the jaw rip too. There's all kinds oh, of dangly yes. bits. Oh yes, it's so good. Yeah, they're they're just like the effects in this. As we said, they they're muppety, they're puppety, they're cartoonish at times, and they're in bright never, light. They're all in very direct bright light, so right. you can see everything. You're never mad about it, and it's always great work. Like yeah. it, yes, like I I I could see somebody just seeing a still and being like, ugh, that doesn't look as good as the first one, but it's like, but it looks good. And when you're and watching unique. the movie and you feel the the tone of the movie, it fits the tone of the movie. That's the thing, right? It totally makes sense for this flick. Like, if you put part one zombies in this, they would be too scary, too right. grisly looking. If you yeah. put these zombies in part one, it'd be too goofy looking. But yeah. I, I'm with you. I think they really match the tone of the movie in a really effective way. And they look they look unique to me. Like, they don't yeah. look like, you know, uh, pancake makeup Smurf Romero zombies. <laughs> right. They don't look like crusty uh, Fulci Zombie 2 flower pot zombies. <laughs> right. They really kind of have their own thing going for them. It's very, I keep saying comic booky because it is. They look very much like comic books. And I feel like even with Jesse being into comics, the, the comic booky feel was very intentional for this movie. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think like, uh, you know they show a good bit of Jesse, you know, going through his comics and looking at his Master Blaster comics, which Master like, Man, Master Man, that's right. Who he has a Master Blaster, and it's just like one of those pet peeves of mine from the eighties to even today. You still deal with this anytime they wanted to put like a comic book. Or a video game into something. Oh, dude! They, I said the, the same only, thing while I was watching it. It's like they turned to their their grandmother and said, "Like, what's a good comic book name, or what's a type of video game a person would play?" Right? I don't know, Master Man. Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, even the original Halloween Tarantula Man, uh, Neutron Man. I right. can see why your mother doesn't let you read these. <laughs> like. 
<laughs> yeah, what's wrong with neutrons? Yeah, neutrons. Hate neutrons. Science. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I said the I, same thing while we were watching this. I got to Masterman comic, and I was like, God, another not real comic book. But like now, I look back at him and laugh. But yeah, back in the day, I'm with you. Whenever I'd see a video game or a comic book in a movie, I'd be like, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he says on the cover. My master blast is only making it stronger, oh, and no. it's growing. <laughs> I thought that would come back. Like Me I thought too. that that would give him like an idea for, you know, oh man, we're only making these zombies stronger every time we shoot them or something. I figured that would come back because it shows us those panels, and he's reading it very intently. Like I should memorize this, and so should you for the movie. Yeah, never comes back. <laughs> never comes back. Uh, then I'm about to crack open a beer. My, I'm going to wet my whistle here. I, I could hear this, it was getting a little dry and yeah, whistly. I got this brew hose brewing three times three. This is a triple hazy IPA. Lord it's of mercy. 10.5%. Three times uh, three, that's a nine, but I say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven's been holding this for me at... Uh, at belmont station for a probably pretty bit. warm if he's been holding on to it for yeah a he, bit. he had to the whole time he was just standing there with it in his hands wow um, and I, boy i'm pouring it it is so hazy it looks just ugh, ferocious I, I'm hey, you what. in my beer <laughs> the, i i had an ipa the other day that reminded me that I I really do love IPAs. Like um, they can be really good. Yes. Um, so I am. I'm so bastardized, man. Like there's uh-huh. some of them that suck. But I'm with you. Whenever you have one that reminds you of why you like them, like yeah. that, that's the experience I had. Whenever I had Zombie Dust by Three Floyds, I was like, uh-huh. oh yeah, this is what IPAs fucking taste like, and I love this flavor. Yeah. I yeah. So this smells to me. Like a nice kind of funky, slightly maybe uh, tropical fruity IPA, which I'm I'm into. Haven't had anything like that in a while though, so about to find out refreshing. about refreshing. Yeah, I totally got burnt on those, man. Um, too many of those tropical, juicy, funky, you know, IPAs uh, that I had that were hazy and shit. I yeah. had too many of those in a row, and yeah. kind of done with that style of beer. But if you've not had one for a while. Might this be plum refreshing. Really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is plum refreshing. Like it's so it's juicy, but not like not like that uh like really strong citrus type of juice that kind of catches you in the back of the tongue. It's more tropical fruity, orangey. But it it's just like it's got a sweetness to it, but just like a, a light sweetness mm. that really rounds it out. Oh oh man nice good and boozy. I, yeah that's what I was, I was about to say you can't taste the booze in this i could slam all of this right now and that would be a mistake oh man get straight to your liver <laughs> yeah no this is great nice thanks, man thanks sounds, like a tasty choice. sounds like a tasty choice right there uh silliest zombie in the movie fucking thriller zombie that shows up for no goddamn reason <laughs> So good. I was not anticipating that. It's even like kind of at the climax of the movie where they finally lure the zombies to that power station because they've learned that like 
in this zombie universe, you can electrocute zombies, yeah, and that's what kills them. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, they lure them into that power station, and they rig up all the cabling into those puddles where the zombies are walking, and they lure them in with all the, the cow brains, which is hilarious. And they start to zapping them with the electricity, and they're all gogging-a-gogging, you know, gogging-a-gogging. Uh-huh. And then just walks into frame, here's a thriller zombie doing some gogging-a-gogging, All right. Too. Now, here's the thing. One, I love that they included the thriller zombie. Love that. Fuck That's yes. funny. It's a funny little joke. Um, they decided to do it on the day. It was an improv idea. And knowing that the director wasn't having fun seeing that the way like they the makeup department put three and a half hours of makeup on this guy Shit. seeing that they clear like it feels like the director was like all right i'll turn the camera on and you can walk out here and do your thing but that's it because why was he not already in his fucking mark like i think every- that makes it funnier like the ah. fact that the fact that it's like all that work all that work to put that guy in that makeup and it is maybe what would you say two and a half seconds just for that gag for him to and walk you, on oh, screen at a weird moment two and a, two and a half seconds is him walking onto set walking like, on the what set. come what? on you couldn't like seriously they just couldn't put him in a corner they haven't shown yet and yeah. uh, you know nope nope uh-uh. nope, nope. <laughs> He wants you to see. I think he even makes eye contact with the camera. So you're like, I think so. Yeah. Seeing this is Thriller Zombie. Probably looking back to hear the director say action and see the director just flipping him off or something. Yeah. (laughs) It had to be so fun being a zombie extra on this. That's something Kate and I kept saying the whole time because there's a lot of zombies in this, a lot of extras. So many. Yeah. And And the makeup department's huge. Yeah, stuff, man. Yeah. It's great. I, I think that's great. I love, you know, like, uh, you know, in, in The Walking Dead or something, especially in those early seasons, when they would just have these gigantic herds of extras as zombies, because that means like all those people showed up that morning, psyched to get their zombie makeup on. Everybody's out there just trying to put on their best zombie performance. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And a lot of people were there putting makeup on these people, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Their makeup department was real big, uh, but they they definitely needed it. I mean, you look at these scenes, like how many zombies are in full makeup they're showing in light. They're not trying to hide them. They're just showing them. Uh, it's it's like the scene where um, Mitch Pileggi shows up as, uh, you know, this saw gun uh, using uh, army guy. Oh, and yeah. they have just that whole crowd of zombies coming toward them. Like, just pay attention in that scene. Like, everybody's makeup looks great. It's a totally huge crowd cool. of zombies all coming toward the camera and going down and new waves coming. And it's just more and more good-looking zombie makeup people. I love the scenes of all the zombies rising up out of the ground. That one, like, gets yeah. his hand stepped on, and then he, like, <laughs> learns to retract it back and shit. Yeah. So stupid, yeah. man, but it's A lot it's fun. of jokes in that. It's fun. <laughs> totally, man. I, I do wish, though, that we would have had a totally butt-ass naked Linnea Quigley zombie in there somewhere. Agreed. It doesn't have to be a yeah. big feature, but just, like, have her, you know, run by the camera and be like, yeah, and then run away. Yeah. Get Quigley I, in there. Come on. Yeah, because it's, like, just iconic from the first one. Like... I I have a hot sauce sitting in front of me that has trash with her tits out on awesome. it. Like it is iconic that moment, and then to go to, 
your sequel and not have some nod to it. Like, yeah. even if you're not going to show nudity, you can still do something. Like, what if the head was Trash's head? How about yeah, that? Yeah, sure. There exactly. That could have been easy. Or just some, some disembodied zombie boobs that were just bouncing around with a life of their own. <laughs> yes. you like, well, I that, know those boobs. Okay, listen. Disembodied zombie boobs. That trademark doesn't lovely. We're, yeah, we're making exactly. that movie. That's our grindcore band, for sure. Disembodied zombie boobs. Yeah. One, two, three, four. It just makes sense. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that would have been fun, man. But yeah, I, I do kind of hate that there wasn't that punk element. Like, that's part of what made yeah, me too. the original so cool and put a unique and, and fun stamp on you, that is 80s-ass punks. You haven't seen part three, but that's part of what makes part three so cool is the punk is, element. Do you think three is better than two? Yes. I, oh, as a movie, shit. As a movie, like, as is like a fresh new idea. You're not, not going to... It. It's not a horror comedy... In that, I mean, though, there's still comedy in it, of course, because that's just like a part of these movies, it feels like. Yeah. But I, I think it's a better movie. It's, it's Brian Yuzna. It's, it's, um, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Like, Sign me up then. And that's the thing is like, I, you know, I'm, I'm singing this movie's praises, but like, you know, put it, put it into perspective. It's not as good as the first one, um, as sure. far as a horror movie. Yeah. It's a good horror comedy though. Like I, I'm is. I'm like praising it for that, but it's not we're not talking Shaun of the Dead level horror comedy where it's like, oh, this like makes me feel stuff and also makes me laugh. Um yeah. it's it's wacky. It's supposed to be cartoonish. It's for a good time, but it's still there's as we said, the story's pretty light. The characters are just kind of going from set piece to set piece, but the set pieces are cool, so you can't complain about it. Like it's just hard to yep. complain about the movie while still admitting, well, it's not great, but it's mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to ever turn down if somebody says you want to watch Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Totally, yeah, of course I am. I, I do wish that our our main characters had some more charm. I mean, yeah. Ed and Joey returning from the first movie, they're yeah, great, they're great, yeah, and their their chemistry is still there. But like with our main characters. Yeah, we got this little kid, Jesse, who's fine. Uh He's fine. Uh, He's in The Blob as well, 1988. That kid had a good year. Yeah, exactly. So he's good. And there's like Tom, the cable guy, who's kind of nothing. Yeah, really. Dana Ashbrook. I mean, his character is nothing, but it's Dana Ashbrook. Like, they, they really screwed up not giving him more character because he is a good actor. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. He, yeah, it's like. The kid sis and the girlfriend are just kind of like annoying and hysterical a lot of the movie. Yeah. Like they don't that, really have a lot to do. That's so true. They don't give any of the women anything to do you got no. the the mom of the bully who the bully kills you got the girlfriend who joey kills and then you got the sister who survives to i guess make boring babies with this guy Probably. i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah but there's not really a lot to them and i mean even even the original which came out years before this had i think more female characters that had more personality yeah, to them absolutely absolutely it did not not like a ton but trash at the very least was very much self-possessed a memorable you know? character yeah. you know yeah so i don't know i do wish that the female characters would have had more to do in this but also the male characters also don't really have a lot of charisma or yeah, personality just, to them I, and i feel like yeah like when somebody's like yeah we want to buy your script can you turn it into a completely different thing you're pro- you're probably not gonna have your heart in it Okay, but that's fair. You're you know? not going to turn down the check. I get that, especially getting, 
you know, offer to direct it as well. It's like, well, at the very least, I can guide it to something I like. But yeah. no, he couldn't. So he got sad about it. And I understand that. But Doctor the- Guy had the most charisma. I love yes. that the Doctor Guy was like never really impressed by anything that was going on. So he was he- just trying to get a drink. <laughs> yeah, the whole time just keeps being like, "We should get a drink." Yeah, yeah. we should stop in for a cocktail. Yeah, like the whole time, he's he's the most charismatic person in that main group by a mile. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's just like as I said, Mitch Pelegi. I think he's charismatic in his moment, barely in it. Uh, The doctor shows up about halfway through. Like, you're not starting out with a lot of charisma, though the kid is good. Like, he's Mm -hmm. not the best actor, but he does have a good kind of, you know, Kevin from Home Alone feel, this kind of precocious kid who almost knows we're there, you know? He seems to be talking to us. Shitty, annoying kid, which is great. Yeah, you know, that's something a lot of '80s horror movies really suffer from is just having an a annoying main kid, yeah, character kid, yeah, that's just irritating as shit. So he's a likable enough kid, yeah, I suppose. Uh huh. And yeah, giving him a bully makes you you know want him to succeed more. So the bully, but it's a kid. bully that has a club that he wants to join. I couldn't figure out the whole club <laughs> angle. Uh, it was it, he was bullying him. He the club was basically they were trying to you know. Uh, uh, get him to do stuff that would hurt him. It, it's not a club. Got press gang. He's getting press gang. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, no. The 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 bully kid. They definitely were going for like the kid in the Christmas story, right? Like for in sure. casting there. Yeah, yeah, they're like, find me a Farkas, please. <laughs> Go on farkasfinder dot com. <laughs> find me a Farkas. And, and that I mean, like. You got to grant it to kids that are asked to play bullies. Like, they're actors, so they probably aren't really bullies. Maybe. I hope. But probably not. Probably Um, not. And he does a good job of being hateable. Yeah. You know? He's got that bully face. He was born with a bully face. He does. He's got that bully face. And it's just like, you know, when he gets the trioxin in the face, you're like... (laughs) Little ass, <laughs> get bully. It. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fun, man. Like overall, with this movie, I don't know if I have any kind of like social messages I can pull from this or anything. It seems like it is just a straightforward. Let's make a fun, goofy, gory, silly eighty zombie movie. It almost yeah. feels like a a character of an eighty zombie movie. I don't think there's a lot of message here exactly. No, not at all. I do think there is one maybe like thing to take away that is important, and that is you never know where Doug Benson's going to pop up. Oh, my God, dude. Fucking Doug. Uh, what's his podcast? Doug Loves Movies? Yeah, Doug Loves Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, Doug Benson, early in his career, did a ton of extra work, and he is in this as, as uh, a high-pitched voice zombie. <laughs> he is also i think the year before or after this the michael jackson thing captain eo he's in that as like a background dancer what the fuck <laughs> yeah he'll just take any damn gig huh i mean listen i get it like if you're if you're struggling in la and you can get a job as an extra it's not 
going to be the best job you've ever had, but they pay you for the day, and at the very least, you're on a set instead of working at a grocery store or something. You well, know? hell, you've done it. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, listen, any opportunity you can get to be on a set if you're trying to get in entertainment, take it. But yeah, overall, it's just a fun movie, dude. It I, is fun. I can't really yeah. complain much about it because I don't think it was going for much more than it was. I feel like it succeeded at doing what it went out to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I can't fault it for being successful at that because it meant to be a slapstick comedy that is not focused toward the story. Yeah, mission accomplished. Yeah, it is not going heavy on horror, but the zombies look great. The the horror elements, the the you know goop, the gore. They look great. So, yeah, you can't really complain about it. It's just what you, you know, how how much value to you assign to a movie that is that. I, I don't know. I find it very entertaining. Same. It's not a movie. Like if somebody was like, I don't really like horror movies. What should I watch? I'm not bringing up Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yeah, yeah. But if I met somebody who loved horror movies and they were like, I just really love goofy horror movies, I'd be like, have you seen Return of the Living Dead Part 2? Sure. Because that should be on your list. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? You want to rate it and get out the door? No, I think I'm ready to rate it, but I don't know exactly where I am on that. So you go first. I think just in terms of sheer enjoyability, which is usually how I end up rating movies anyway. Yeah. I have a fun time watching this. Like, I want to watch it again for sure. Like, yeah. this will be one that I watch on an average Tuesday night in October. Sure. I'm not saving this for a Friday, you know? I'm right. reserving That's my Fridays not like for my a headliner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely on, on the huge poster of the October Halloween Horror Movies Festival band right. list. It's down this is there. definitely one of the ones in the smaller font. Uh-huh. But it's still there. <laughs> it is still there. That's right. You, know? you still get to play. Hey. Exactly. So for me, I think this is probably like a... Like six and a half, seven, maybe. I had okay, fun. okay. I, had time. I thought I was going to be lower than you, and I, I am, but not, not terribly so. I, I think, um, you know, long standing, uh, my, my middle of the road movies, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Though I really need to rewatch that movie because I would say in comparing The Autopsy of Jane Doe and this. I have more fun with this, but I think the autopsy of Jane Doe is obviously a, a better done movie. Fair. But I I know I should rewatch Autopsy of Jane Doe and give it a second like rating maybe, and I don't want to. But if you were to say <laughs> in two weeks, do you want to turn on Return of the Living Dead Part Two? I'd probably say yes. Right. So. That's a sign. <laughs> considering that, I I got to put it about middle of the road with like a point one maybe. So I'm going to say like a five, 5.1 to five and a half-ish area. Okay. Yeah. I still think it's great. I, it's just, you know, uh, I, I understand there's not a lot to it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't succeed at what it's doing. It sure. succeeds. Yeah. Yep. 
That's fair enough, man. We want to hear what you guys think about this one over on our Facebook page where you can hang out with us, our Instagram page, and all of our other social medias, which you can find using our Linktree page. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Linktree.ee forward slash Kevin Lovely. That's right. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Uh Yeah, for sure. Uh, also head on over to our Patreon page. That's right, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, if you become a patron on any level, you get access to our Patreon-exclusive episodes. That's uh, uh, the Hell Rankers episodes. Uh, uh, it, ben, if you do another book club, we'll toss it on up there. Any any of those number of episodes we got up there. There's a whole lot of stuff. Um, we got a Hell Rankers on Critters coming out this, this month, so head over there if you want to hear about the Critters franchise. Uh, but... If you want to throw a movie in the smoking bowl and maybe get your movie on this show, become a $5 patron and just toss a movie on up there on the Patreon page, and I might just draw it out, and we might just talk about it. Well, maybe we do that indeed, but not before we talk about what we're talking about next week. That's right. I'm excited for this. We are talking Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I could have sworn... We done this. We had done this. I know, right? Because <laughs> this is one I I loved back in the yeah. day, and have rewatched and been like, I see why I loved this. I do want to talk about this on the show, but I I I think it may be the best since Dream Warriors. It may be in the in the series so. in the franchise. I think so. So excited to talk about. Yeah, I think it's like in a top, maybe in a top three, maybe. Nah, top yeah. five Freddy movies. I think it's in a definitely top five. Top five. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So top I definitely five. have one, two, and three. Yeah, and this one in there, but I think like one, two, and three all better than this one. I believe. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, yeah, in a top. That's next week. Four. <laughs> we'll be talking about that one. So be sure to tune in then, where I will be, Uncle Ben, bitch. Hey. And I will be Hollywood Steve. Bitch. Bitch. We'll be that lovely bitch. Bitch. Bye. We've got a brand new product coming to you from the makers of Protein, the only protein supplement for bros guaranteed to not contain cum. Are you ready? Yeah, 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 I'm ready. You know you can trust us because Protein is the only protein supplement guaranteed to not contain semen from a man. It says so on the package. That's important to me. But we over here at Protein know... You're not going to be living off of protein shakes like a baby now, are you? You're a man, so you need to eat a man meal with lots of protein for your gains, right? Obviously, I need my gains. I gotta have my gains. Take that wimpy steak meat out of your life and replace it with brofu. Brofu, okay. What's this made out of? Brofu, the only bean curd absolutely guaranteed to not contain cum. Look on the package. It says it. Okay. Go no to the grocery cum. store. Look at your other bean curd tofu meals. Do they say anything about not having cum in them? You know what? I would believe it if they did have cum in them. 
That's right. But you can trust the protein promise with Brofu. It says right there on the package, no man's penis has ever even been near this stuff, so it's definitely not gay. <laughs> that helps. That helps because, you know, there's a there's a segment out there looking for gains, but also worried that perhaps there's semen in the food they're eating. That'll slow you down, bro. That'll slow you down. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because you know you can't you can't say the word uh, gain and say gay at the same time. time? I, I guess you kind of can. I mean, gay. Okay, gain. Okay, maybe you can't okay. do that, but that's not important. Because that's not our best no slogan. We're, we're, here. we're workshopping that. Yeah, yeah, there's no cum in it. Okay, <laughs> the biggest thing you need to understand: there is no cum from a man in brofu. Now, so it's safe. You keep saying no penis was even close. Not even close. To the brofu. So like, you only employ women in this tofu factory. A brofu That's correct. Factory. Yes. Wow. Course, okay. Brofu so factory made by ladies. That's pretty pussy hat slay of you guys. Because ladies should be making the food for the man. Oh, uh, okay. All yeah. right. I see. I see yeah. how that came back around. <laughs> Keeping the, the, the ding-dongs away from the food that goes in my mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> I don't want that kind of protein in my life. I want protein and bro food only. <laughs> I get it. Because there's no covenant. That's important. Exactly. That's the protein promise. <laughs> you can trust us. Really? We're straight. The more you say you can trust us and it's right there on the package, <laughs> the more I'm thinking there's cum in there. Seriously, bro. Seriously. <laughs> look me in the eyes, bro. Uh, okay. Do I look like I'd lie to you, bro? I'm serious. Bro, bro, I'm serious, man. I'm <laughs> okay. serious. Okay. okay. Bro food doesn't have cum in it and I don't want it to. <laughs> all right. All right. There's no cum in there. Fine. I, I don't, believe you. I, I don't want semen in my protein. I get, all right. Listen, I believe you and you okay. don't even have to tell me again. I believe it. Totally believe it. It's glad to be heard <laughs> and believed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bro, Brofu? Brofu! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>